Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gabaza, and for today, we do get into a conversation, um, you know, around um, investments and, you know, some of the structures, um, you know, that are being offered out there. Today, we're specifically talking about some of the structures that are offered uh, by the team over at uh, Liberty. And, you know, for today, we're just going to be trying to understand, you know, some of the ways that uh, some of these structures can actually help a person with their overall, um, you know, investment portfolio. The reason why we have, um, you know, some of these discussions is because um, your investment decisions are usually as a result of um, capital allocation and capital allocation is usually as a result of the economy, right? Because we're trying to see how can we maximize um, the current economic uh, situation to make the most for our portfolio. You're looking at today's situation, you know, to try and set yourself up, you know, for a future that is maybe a year down the line, five years down the line, 10 years down the line, depending on whatever your horizon is. And I think it fits in very well because we've actually been having some very interesting conversations of late. Um, I think our most recent episode, we're talking to Satrix about ETFs as a, as a, as an investment, um, you know, as an investment class. And before that, we spoke quite a bit about fixed income. So for today, we're just going to be understanding some of the strategies uh, that the team over at Liberty has. And to help us to understand, you know, how they're thinking around this, we are joined by uh, Luvani Makoni. And uh, she's just going to be helping us uh, to unpack, you know, some of the some of those uh, particular issues. I understand that uh, Luvani is a uh, technical is a senior specialist uh, for technical investment communications and we're just going to be understanding what's happening on that front. Luvani, greetings to you today. Hi Mudiwa. Good morning to you and your listeners. No, thank you so much, you know, for being with us, uh, you know, for today. Um Liberty is one of those uh, brands that's, uh, you know, known by a lot of people. Um, You know, when you're talking about insurance, you're talking about financial services. And I think, you know, being part, uh, you know, the association with the Standard Bank, you know, that type of thing. But when we are talking about structures um, in the context of liberty, maybe you could give us an overview of, you know, what, uh, what it is that you guys are looking at. Yeah, so thank you. Um, so Liberty has been in the structured um, product or portfolio space for a while now. Uh, we re-entered the space in 2018 after having been in the market, um, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. So we re-entered in 2018 uh, with bar-denominated structured portfolios. Um, we've issued six since then, and we have two on offer for 2023 uh, that are bar-denominated. Uh, we also have issued two US dollar structures last year. So I guess we've been playing in the space uh, for the past five years. Um, they've been very well supported. Um, we've had, you know, three, north of 3.3 billion of, of investments from, from, from clients. So, yeah, we've been in the space for a while now. 
Um, over the last couple of weeks, I think you heard us talking about the fact that we have been exploring different ways in which people can be investing their money. And there are certain yeah. terms that uh, have been coming up time and time again. And uh, two of these terms is passive investing and the other one is uh, active investing. When we're talking about structures, you know, does that fall in any way along this particular spectrum? Sure, that's a very interesting question. Um, so it's not necessarily um, an actively managed investment. So what a structure is, it, it gives you exposure to, um, it, well, particularly liberty structures, give you exposure to offshore markets uh, by tracking an underlying index, right, or a basket of indices in our case. So I guess if you're looking at, looking at it on the spectrum of passive versus active investing, it would lean... Um, more towards passive, given that it's tracking an underlying index and it's not necessarily actively managed um, in the traditional traditional sense. Okay, cool. And the other, you know, piece of the equation is then to understand. I guess it's a toss-up, right? Um, understanding who Liberty is targeting um, when it comes to the structures versus uh, who's actually using, you know, these uh, the structures. What does the what does the profile look like? So the profile of our clients, um, sure. Uh, okay, so let's maybe start with how Liberty offers the structured uh, product, right? So we offer it via our endowment. Now, an endowment is a great um, investment vehicle for various reasons, but it's mainly for clients who are looking for um, a some sort of capital protection with yield, right? Um, and a tax-efficient way to do so. So these are people who uh, would fall, I guess, into the high net worth, ultra-high net worth uh, market segment, clients who are looking for tax-efficient um, investment vehicles. Um, that's who we've been targeting, and I think, um, yeah, as I said, that's been very well supported. Okay, cool. So let's 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 touch um, high net worth once again, because uh, the reason why I'm sort of breaking this down is because. Um, one of the things that I've found is um, investment professionals or at least people that are inside an industry will understand amongst themselves what they mean when they say certain terms. Um, I remember we had one discussion where we had a group that is trying to democratize uh, private banking services, right? And then they had their own uh, definition of what a high net worth individual, you know, is. Uh, but in your particular case, what are we looking at? Is it my 1 million, my 2 million? Do I need to be at 20 million? <laughs> <laughs> How do we define it? And, and I think that's a fair point. Various organizations define it differently. How we look at it is in terms of how much the, the individual in question would earn. So if we're talking um, upper affluent people, these are people earning north of, you know, 60, 75,000, et cetera. And when I talk of, about a high net worth individual, this is someone who's earning, you know, more than 4 million rand per annum and, and has a little bit of change to, to, to invest. Okay. And the other piece that you mentioned just now when you were talking about that is, uh, I think you said tax efficiency. 
Um, right. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what are we talking about there? And I say that once again, because a lot of these terms tend to be misconstrued with tax avoidance and, you know, trying to cheat the system and, you know, all that. But um, my understanding is the fact that, um, you know, as long as, you know, you understand, you know, the rules of the game, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of wiggle room that a person, you know, tends to have. It's just that uh, there's lots of legal ways that you can do things, but people just need to know and actually consult investment professionals just around how uh, some of these things actually work instead of trying to be dodgy out there. Yes, I definitely were not encouraging anything dodgy. Um, so tax efficient, all it means is, so with an endowment structure, uh, we have a cap on the, the income tax that you'll pay, right? So instead of 45%, especially if you're in the higher um, income bracket, you'll be paying, it, 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 the cap is 50% on your income tax, right? Your capital gains tax is, is, is taxed at 12%. Uh, so it's, you, all you're doing when I say it's tax efficient is paying um, lower tax rates uh, within the endowment structure. Hmm. So not avoiding tax. You still are paying tax, <laughs> but uh, you're doing it in a bit more of an efficient way. Okay. And and one of the things that I've been curious about, especially when people are thinking about um, – yeah, when people are thinking about how to invest, obviously taxes, you know, something to think about. Um, the other one, and I think we alluded to it earlier on, is the fact that, uh, you know, people are looking at the local economic in uh, context and wondering how do they either hedge their bets um, you know, or how do they make the most of other economies? Hence, why offshore, you know, seems to be attractive for some people. Um, so at the moment, what are you guys seeing? Is it really something that people are demanding? Like, are people literally sitting there and saying, I need to make sure that I have, um, you know, offshore um, investments as part of my portfolio? Or is this one of those situations where as Liberty, you the advice is to say, hey, guys, listen, um, great that you have the local exposure, but, you know, it would be wise to at least have a piece that's apportioned, uh, you know, to what's going on in the offshore markets, just so that you can get some of that benefit together with the local yeah, so so I think uh, offshore definitely been topical for the past couple of years, and I think as Liberty we are so so it all starts your financial plan when you are so your plan may be different from mine, um, but offshore I mean we do know that it gives it gives clients and investors um, diversification benefits. So if you're looking at your holistic financial um, your holistic financial plan and want to diversify from the local market, offshore would be a great avenue to to to, to do that. Uh, we have, I mean, there are various ways you can go offshore, uh, whether you're investing in hard currencies or you're getting local exposure via um, uh, a random non-native um, non investment. So I think we, there's definitely been a rise in, in people wanting offshore in, as part of their investment portfolio. We're not necessarily dictating that, you know, um, it is definitely the way to go. But I think the case of offshore has been made. It provides a lot of diversification benefits for 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 clients and investors. And can you talk to us around uh, the currency aspect? You know, over the last uh, year mm -hmm. and a bit, those are denominated in in ZAR. 
right? So I, I'm sure that has been playing, you know, uh, just these currency considerations. So, so with currency translations, I mean, we definitely have seen uh, with everything that's happened with the rand. It's sitting at just north of um, about 18 rand, I think, when I checked, when I last checked. So it's very um, prevalent in how investors do make the, the, the their investment decision, right? What if you invest in hard currency? How is that going to translate into your rand denominated, um, into your rand denominated value, right? So, uh, I think that's definitely a consideration for clients and for those who don't want to worry about where the rand is going. Uh, is it going to strengthen? Is it going to weaken? Um, and who don't want to necessarily make a currency play, then I think looking um, at Zard denominated investments as a way to go offshore is the route for them to go. Mm. I'm pretty sure, and I don't know, you know, how much of this you can share, uh, because I do, I would anticipate that uh, one of the concerns that a person would then raise is to say, okay, cool, um, if these products are ZAR denominated, then there is a risk that someone is possibly going to take a hit on a particular translation, whether it's the customer, whether it's going to be Liberty, um, you know, itself, you know, do I need to prepare for some extra fee later on, you know, to, you know, anticipate some of that? No, no, no. So, so all the, um, all our minimum returns are quoted native fees and taxes. So there's no hidden fee that's going to hit you later on down the line. Um, so currency does not have any impact on these uh, structures that we're offering. They are ZAR denominated. You don't have to worry about, you know, where the US dollar is going to go, where the euro is going to go, etc. In terms of the rand. Um, so, so yeah, there's no, there's nothing that's coming down the line in terms of fees. Um, I think the only risk that that clients and investors need to be aware of is the fact that you know there is credit risk, a bit of credit risk associated with these type of investments, but. In terms of fees and taxes, there's nothing that's that's going to pop up down the line. All right. So right now, Mudiwa is speaking on behalf of the on in behalf of the investment fraternity. I am the investor right now, and I've gotten most of my questions answered. I understand what the structures are. I understand what type of exposure um, I'm potentially going to have. I understand, you know, how much money I I need to have, you know, to to have some of these. Uh, um, some of these options available to me. I also understand um, the fees and I also understand the fact that, you know, these are ZAR denominated. Now I'm now, you know, uh, wearing my investor hat, I'm keen to understand what the historical performance has been because, you know, I, I want to understand, you know, what is the proof in the pudding, right? What has actually happened, um, you know, up until this point? How have these structures performed, you know, just so that I can make a better um, decision before I actually come in and sign over whatever the check is going to be. Fantastic question with you. So I think that is what all investors want to know. And um, at least we've got a bit of um, a track record, right? So we did re-enter into the space in 2018, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, we had a structured portfolio that we issued um, in October 2018. So that's maturing in December of this year. So you're going to really see that we, you know, if we've delivered on, on what our promise was. So the minimum return for that structure, which is called the Liberty Advanced Global Equity T1 portfolio, uh, was 10.17%. Now we've checked um, 
of course, of course, with the structure, what happens at the end of the five-year term is important because that 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 determines what um, return you're going to get, what your investment value will be, right? So, um, as I said, the structure is maturing on the tenth of December this year. And if a client invested um, in 2018, we have a client who's sitting on about four um, 4.7 million now, so that translates into a return of 9.55 percent per annum, and cumulatively, you know, just north of 55 percent. So it's done quite well, um, and we are confident that we, you know, by the 7th of December, we will get to that 10.17 percent uh, minimum return that clients can take out. Okay, and how are those tranches working? Um, in terms of the reference asset, uh, so so yeah, yes. With that, yes. So with the limited advanced uh, global equity T one, the reference asset uh, for 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 that um, structure was the fifty fifty basket of the S and P five hundred and Eurostox fifty, which has been a basket that we've used in previous um, in our previous tranches. Um, even we have one in um, that we're issuing now on the 9th of October, that also has gives clients exposure to that 50-50 basket of S&P 500 as well as Euro stocks 50. So, yeah, that's been very well liked by the market. Um, and we are confident that, you know, investors will continue to invest in, in, in structures with that reference asset. Okay, cool. And the other one, you know, that, uh, you know, investors tend to want to know and understand, uh, because right now, um, I'm getting a sense of, uh, I guess, the S&P 500 and the Europeans and that gives, uh, and the and the European stocks, and I guess that gives a person some broad exposure uh, to what's going on in the U.S. equity markets as well as the European ones, uh, albeit that the European market is going to be somewhat smaller um, in terms of activity, um, you know, compared to what we're seeing over um, in the U.S. because, you know, that tends to be quite a hot market, um, you know, for all intents and purpose. Uh, but downside risk, you know, is one of those things that a lot of people want to understand those that are mature in the investment game know that at some point you might take a hit. That is the nature of investments. It won't always be an up and up. So could you talk mm. to us just around uh, what uh, what that looks like and how structures can help a person, you know, to think about their downside risk? Yeah, sure. So, Medua, um, I think when you're thinking about structures, so they the return that you can get and what your investment value will be at the end of five-year term, uh, at the end of the five-year term is determined by, you know, various factors, right? So different return scenarios. Worst case scenario, um, if you're in a structure that provides you with 100% capital protection, for, for example, whether the market moves negatively uh, or is zero, you will get your, the worst thing that can happen is you'll get the amount invested back, right? So your capital investment is protected. Um, and then, you know, with, with with another structure like the one we have, which is our ESG thematic, it offers you down, 30% downside protection. So your, your capital is protected up until a certain point, and if the market drops below 30%, um, your guarantee falls away. I think what structures do is they provide you with some sort of floor if it's 100% capital guarantee and um, gives you extreme return um well, not the extreme, it gives you good return potential when things really, really do go um, go well. So the downside risk, um, it gives you some sort of capital protection. I think that's why um, people would like to use structures. All right. And I'm sure that uh, that downside protection is uh, 
I guess, quite attractive because, uh, yeah, there has been a lot of volatility, um, you know, in the markets of late, you know, depending on where you've placed your money. So having some of that yeah. protection in place is uh, probably a good thing and uh, probably a good way uh, to get that buy-in um, from investors or your potential investors. But one of the things that, you know, a person would naturally then think about is, and I think it sort of harkens back to one of the first things we spoke about, which is the spectrum um, of the active, you know, the active to the passive investment, that spectrum that's there. Uh, because someone might be sitting and saying, but, you know, Luvani, I could go and you know, invest for myself, um, you know, in the S&P 500, get something in the European market, maybe also get myself a JSC top 40, and then get myself, you know, a couple mm. of other products and do it for myself. So I guess the, it's coming back to the, you know, it's coming back to the why liberty piece. But in answering that, um, you know, I'd want you to maybe focus on the customization piece because that's the one that I'm yet to fully understand. Because if you have these types of structured products, um, how do you ensure or uh, play some type of uh, customization, you know, for your clients? You are a very good question. Um, of course, you can go into the market and um, structure your own investment by getting, you know, access to local equities, using this fund to get exposure to, um, you know, the S&P 500, et cetera. So there are ways of you doing it. What a structure does is it gives you, we do the structuring for you, right? So this is particularly, particularly for clients who want um equity index exposure, but with some sort of guarantee. I think that's the difference between you going, you know, a client going out into the market and doing it for themselves. How do they um, provide themselves with, with some sort of guarantee? Because you just expose, you know, you have naked exposure to the market, right? So what we do is we structure the exposure you want with some sort of protection. Um, and I guess that's the, that's the main difference. We also have predetermined um, minimum returns that you may get. Um, if in various scenarios, whereas if you go in directly in the market to get the exposure you want, uh, you don't know what's going to happen, right? No one knows what um, what's going to happen in five years' time or in three years' time. So, so I guess that's the main difference between you going directly into the market and coming with uh, liberty structures. You get the capital guarantee. We're quoting net of fees and taxes, so there's transparency there, right? Um, and we're getting you the the, the growth and the yield you want and the kind of exposure you want as well by structuring it as well. All right. So you, you're hearing it, uh, you know, what the advantages are uh, from that point of view. Let a, uh, let a team of professionals uh, do the work on your behalf, you know, just so that, uh, you know, they understand what's actually going on in the market. Uh, there's the transparency factor and also um, some of the hedging and uh, risk protection, uh, you know, that's being offered on that, uh, from that point of view. Yes, you could go out into the market, but, um, you know, why not let uh, a team of professionals do it, um, you know, on your behalf? Before we let you go, uh, Luvani, just uh, 
just a piece around i guess the outlook like where you guys are expecting uh your your structures to go um because you you guys have recently come back into the market like you said um and you have been able to build that uh, track record since 2017 2018 um you know uh, since since about that time um now you know where you are you've got the experience uh you've got the clientele you know some of maybe some of the expectations that you guys have uh, for the future? Somebody, I think we will, um, yeah, I think we've delivered um, since we've, we've re-entered the space in 2018. I think structures are um, going to be most likely part of our future going forward. Um, I think there's appetite for, for this type of investment in the market, um, you know, with the, the high levels of uncertainty and volatility uh, with clients unsure in terms of, you know, where the currency is going, et cetera. Not to say we'll never issue a hard currency structure, but, you know, as things stand today, I think this is where, this is where we'd like to play. Um, and of course, as, as, as markets evolve and change, we'll, we'll definitely respond to that in future. All right. Natural question uh, before we end off is um, obviously this is something that's geared towards high net worth individuals. And we made the case quite clear um, earlier on, um, you know, just around, you know, these are the people that tend to have um, the money available to make, you know, um, investments with big blocks and all that. But the other on the other side of the spectrum, you know, you tend to have your institutional investors. Uh, on the other side, and you also have your retail investors on the other side. Um, is there appetite, you know, to open up to any of these two other groups or uh, have have the calculations just worked it out to say that this is probably a play that's just best suited for your high net worth individuals? Yeah, I mean, uh, our buy, minimum buy-in is 250000 right? So that's a huge... Um, chunk of money for, for a lot of people. So, I mean, it is, you know, retail clients can invest in it, but it's the type of retail client um, we're talking about, which is a high net, but someone who'd have, you know, at least 250000 to invest in this type of portfolio. Um, I guess your question is, so are we looking to have, you know, structures with a lower buy-in at some point in the future? Um, I guess that's going to depend on market conditions and i mean that's something we can look at but um yeah the appetite is for retail clients um you know as well as companies who'd like to invest in in these structures people who can afford two hundred and fifty thousand rand buy-in mm-hmm. All right. Mm. So that's where we end off today's discussion. It has uh, really been an educational one. Uh, Luvani just uh, giving us some insight uh, into the world of structures and, you know, where some of something like that falls. Uh, you know, we're basically looking at, uh, you know, products that give people, um, you know, exposure to indices in different parts of the world, um, you know, as a way to offer that uh, diversification, um, you know, so that people can have, uh, you know, some broad broader exposure uh, to the markets, you know, so that, you know, you've, you've got your, you've got your, you've got your investments, you know, that are in South Africa, onshore, whatever it is. But, you know, if you are looking for some of that offshore exposure, you know, this uh, certainly gives you that. Uh, she did mention the fact that there has been a lot being said because there is this um, huge debate around, you know, offshore versus onshore investments. And, um, you know, 
uh, in the practical, you know, every day, there is demand uh, for those offshore investments. And this is one of the ways uh, that Liberty is saying, you know, we can offer you exposure, you know, to what's going on, um, you know, out there in the world. They recently came back into the market. I believe it was 2018. And, you know, since then, they have been able to, you know, grow uh, that track record. And they're now, you know, looking to say, okay, fine, we can, you know, keep growing, um, you know, something like this. Um, geared towards the high net worth individual, obviously, because um, the buy-in, you know, needs to make sense uh, from that point of view. Minimum is sitting at around 250000 and uh, your high net worth individual, someone who's sitting at about a million rand and above, um, you know, annually. It will be good to get, you know, Luvani back on, you know, in a maybe a year from now, you know, just to understand what else, um, you know, would have happened uh, in the market. And no doubt that in the universe of uh, liberty, there's a lot that uh, we could talk about and unpack, um, you know, when it comes to the various ways that people can get, um, you know, into the market uh, from that point of view. So that's been it. We were chatting uh, to Luvani Makoni, who is, um, you know, a uh, senior specialist uh, for technical investment communications over at Liberty. Luvani, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Pira. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon and good morning.